Hi, it's uh, Monday towards later in the day, and uh, as I said, I have a bunch to do this week, so let me turn my attention, if I can now, to uh, the Tefillah podcast, because we have uh, Shavuot's coming up, and uh, as always, this is thanks to Mishpachas Stepanski. Let me get right down to it. Shavuot, I don't know if you have this custom or not, Shavuot is the time traditionally when they used to read the Azharos. Now, uh, when I was a little kid, they did that. Obviously, nobody does it anymore, at least to my knowledge. Marshall doesn't do it anymore either. Um, but in Europe, they used to. And the Sephardim, I think, still do, many of them. I'm not sure about the Yekis. I just sent a question to the Breuer's guy. Whatever the case is, and let me be very exact. There's an ancient custom from uh, maybe the 6th or 7th century to read a poem as part of the daving, let's say, let's call it a piyut, in which you enumerate the target mitzvahs more or less. Which you enumerate the target mitzvahs more or less. And there was a guy, this is stuff that most people aren't so familiar with. Um, there's a guy who lived before Sadiqon, and he didn't get it all right. And Sadiqon wrote a whole thing to schlug him up. That's why you get in this sitter Sadiqon, um, his version of the of the Azharas. But there's no question... Uh, that the one that really took off, and the best of them, is from Shlobim Gaviro. <clears throat> Not a question. The only problem is, so here I'm talking about a poem that Dominic, that I'm familiar with, is that on, on we have two poems, one you read on the first day of Shavuos, and one you read on the second. One day is Mitzvah Zase, 248, the other is Mitzvah Losa, say 365. Grand total, you get to 613. It's just a, a, a minute. The the best one in the 11th century was written by Shlomo Ben Gavir, who's definitely one of the top poets ever in the Hebrew from the golden age of the Jews in Spain. You know, it's always a machlokas. <clears throat> Is he number one? Is Yudah Levi number one? All that. But he's up there at the top. And the guy was a genius. He didn't live too long. And when he's 13, 16 years old, this I hate people like this. <laughs> it's like Mozart. He composed this uh, Gvaldiga thing which totally rhymes and has perfect meter and so on and so forth, <clears throat> in which he gives the whole doggone 613 misses in poetic form. Okay? Where did he get the 613? From the Bahag. Uh, the Rambam and others who came later had big problems with the Bahag's count of the Tariq <clears throat> They said it had mistakes in it. And I'm going to concentrate on that right now. I wish I had the time I'm a weirdo. I wish I had the time I would read the whole thing for you in the podcast. It would take two, three hours. <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, the uh, the Rambam had big tinas in the Bahag that he didn't count the 613, right? You'll see an example I'm talking about in a second. And uh, the Rambam famously said, you know, if, if let me put it this way. What's the difference between me and the Rambam? Him, if see people are saying the wrong thing, it freaks him out. Maybe big deal, you know. See, so he, so he didn't get six thirteen exactly right, but it's a fantastic poem anyway. The Rambam himself is mode that it's a fantastic poem. <clears throat> he says, "Kol pam shamati as Azharas Rabbas Amisbar Shenaschabru Eslena Beres Sforeb." Anytime I'm in Shul, and I hear the Azharot poem, which has so many Rabbas Amisbar, so many uh, stanzas, because they're going through six thirteen. Which were composed here in Spain, but Eretz Farad, Nebchol Atzirai Light. 
I get physically sick. <laughs> that's I'm telling you, that's the difference. The Rama was an exact person in the math and science, and what he hears that the Olam is saying, you know, near Hanukkah or something, it like freaked him out. Me, you big oh, I said I didn't get exactly right. Poem's a poem. Not that big of a deal, but he freaked him out. I see everybody knows that it. it's spreading and they're doing the wrong thing. And I don't blame the Balabatim and the Shoals, he says. You can't blame them. Because the authors over here, like Shlom ben Gabriel, was not a Talmud Chacham, a rabbi. He's a poet. And listen to this. Their part as poets in composing the sweetness of words, in other words, the perfect uh, choice of words, and the wonderful stitching together in rhyming poems, also bishlemus. So, in other words, as a work of art, it's a it's an a plus. Aba betochen hashir nimshu acher bahag b'zulosa min rabbanim achronim. But the content he follows the list of the bahag, and you know, and they're wrong. Well, it contains inaccuracies. I mean, a lot of it's right, but it contains inaccuracies. And that drove the rabbi crazy. He says nebuchadnezzar tzirai. I get sick of my stomach. I don't get sick of the stomach. Anyhow, not from that. Uh, be that as it may, the claw you throw, I would say, and by the way, in order to slug this up, the Rambam composed the Sefer Mitzvahs. That's his list of 613 Mitzvahs, <coughs> in which case he's saying, you to Bahaga wrong. Here, here's what they really are. Okay, let it be. So, um... I hope some of the people listening, either inspired him or someone, have the minute to recite this. And if not, I do hope as a result of what I'm saying today, some of you, more intellectual types, will take the trouble in the next several days. You can probably go online or something like that or get a hold of certain machzers. The art school doesn't have it. Uh, and they'll get a hold of the Azharas, especially the ones I'm talking about, the classic ones from Shlomo and Gabriel. I think you enjoy it very much, if you have any sort of an aesthetic sense. But it gets a little... Better than that for the yeshivish among them. So, uh, years ago, uh, I had a student in high school who's a Syrian, and he got me, he was nice enough to give me the, the Syrian, you know, from Deal or something, to give me the Syrian Shavuos um, Machser, uh, right? Which is um, all in Hebrew. But the Azharas are translated to English. So obviously, you know, they're they're hard to follow. They're not so hard, but they are very flowery in poetry. But in a wonderful way. Ibn Gabriel is the opposite of prolix. He's he's excellent. That's what I'm trying to say. Just to read this poem by itself as a poem like you would read Shakespeare, you could have fun. And here is the tired mitzvahs that are recited on Shabuos, when you recall the Maimon Sinai. And I'm only going to read a little part for you in order to make a point. And it begins, right, with a little part, actually it's from someone else, like an intro, in which the guy goes through, uh, in poetic form, imitating Yom Gabriel, the, the, the ten, um, the Aser Sadibris. Okay? Bosnei Hamanai Diber Besinai Halo Ani Adonai Veinoda Elohim, that's the first one. The Tosh Zaru Pislo, that means abandon, you know, 
uh, the idol. Don't take the word of name of God in vain. But to El is like Vayel Moshe, you know, Loshev is the Ish. Because Hashem is bigger. That's the idea of running to do the work in Arab Shabbos. I won't, uh, this is not from Yom Gabriel. Okay. So let's get right into it, and I'll make a point. It'll give me a few minutes. I won't take long on this to make a point or two. Uh, I'm certainly not going to go through the whole thing, although I would like to. As very far, uh, remember, he wrote this when he was a teenager. Shmor libi ma'noha heim Oh, my heart, pay careful heed to this song and be humble. Yiro el meneg dvarav Count the words of God, which are Yishorim. Hu yislach ashma v'yar this is so different than the Ashkenazi poems or the pre-Ashkenazi poems that I spoke about the other time, which they don't rhyme, they don't go together so well. They 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 have their own power. They have their own power. But this here you have a professional guy, everything is perfect meter. A separate shiyot right? Now he says, I'm gonna give you the Ramach. Evarov, the two the two hundred and forty eight Mrs. Asay. Shmonov Arbim, Matam Natuim, Kumasmus Tukuim, but Misparim. You know, each one corresponds to a different part of the body. You know, Ramach Evarov, get it? Besina no do, Mirum de Shmo, the Yacht of Hotbo Bilsoch Asarasadrim. This is really cool. Besina no do, they were all told at Arsinai. So he's saying now all the mitzvahs come from Arsinai, which is not so simple. <coughs> Because on Shavuos only the Ten Commandments are pronounced in High Sinai. But hold on. But they were encoded into, were stamped in the Aseris HaDvarim. And they, you can tell the sign was made that they equal the number of words. <coughs> Did you know this? If you count up all the words from Anochi, you know, in the beginning of Aser Sedivus, till Asher L'Reyecho, it comes out to Taryag. So he's saying that all the letters, the letters, not the words. If you count all the letters, 613. That's cool. And in other words, what's the reason for that? Is that a coincidence? No. It means, like Sadiq on the others, that if you know how to do it, you can discern from the Taryag, I'm sorry, you can discern from the Aser Sedivus, the Taryag misses. I'm not going into that, but notice... You know, that's a famous word. It's a little strange, but it's a famous word. And I'm not getting into that. I'm simply telling you that he's saying that the reason I'm composing a poem with all the arguments is based on the idea that the Aseris Adibris contains all that. Now, and this is all given by Hashem, who is your Moshia, your Modia, and the words were given, right? From the from the beginning, from Anochi to the words Asher Lariecha, okay. All right, and these old flowery over here. We're, we're going to start in a second. Face and of course, when Hashem called out the the the, the people were seized with trembling. And the you know the Okay, here we go. Uh, here we go. 
to Yichud Hashem. No, the Shema Yisrael. Liachid el oyom shtei pami bayom. Litpaleo b'chol yom aravim l'shchorin. To pray two times a day. And I'm, that's not the one I'm going to concentrate on. L'ovdo, l'ahavo, b'lev, l'tovkavo. So that's l'avod Hashem, l'ehov Hashem, b'lev, no, it's real, l'tovkavo, that's the deposit of Dvekos, and to follow on his road the straight path. That's, of course, the Chazal that says, How do you dovek to Hashem? The answer is, You follow his straight path. Right? So, in other words, you, the greatness of Hashem, and you tremble. Giras Hashem Mikaso, so there's this Giras Tachtonus Giras Aromus, Lehishavah Bishmo, Belishov of Shkorim. That's one of the Ten Commandments. Lehishavah Bishmo, Belishov, Ushkorim. No lies. Let's adekti Nehu. That's very interesting. That means to run an honest space there. <laughs> okay? Fuller Dov Tzid Kehu, right? To chase Tzedek Tzedek Tirdov, Fuller Shmor Dosehu, Vlasos Mamarim. Okay? Now, and enforce it with the right words. Now, Devar of Sim Marpe, make the words of Hashem like a, 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 a cure. Ale Lev Begamal Pe. So we say, Vishinatom and Echavadi Bartabom and all that. Bechosfem, I'll see Pe Mezuzos or Scream. That's the midst of Sukkah. So he's basically taking you poetically through the Krishna. Vishinantom Tamid, Levincha Ula Talmid. See, see what I mean? The Bahag. And uh, Rasag, the, 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 I mean, the, uh, what do you call it? Ibn Gabiro, they tell you the mitzvah, but they also tell you in the Chazal way. You understand? It doesn't say anywhere you should teach your Talmud. It says, but everybody knows the Chazal say that the Talmud is also being, okay? Now, here, look at this. Umi brachos tatsmi and to brachos, you should cling, okay? Ma'as hanig marim. A hundred to complete every day. Whoa. Really? Mea brachos is Doraisa? Is that true? I thought Mea brachos is from Dabinamel. Isn't that what they say? What's going on over here? Why would you say Mea brachos? I mean, let's put it this way. There wasn't even such a thing as a bracha, a formal bracha until Anshi Hazegdol. Right? That's what what they say. They're the ones who invented the brachas, along with the Shem So what do you mean? This is what God said to to, uh, the Jewish people in Harsina. See, now what I'm doing is I'm departing. I'm having some fun with this. I'm departing from just reading this as a wonderful poem, which it really is. It really is wonderful. And then, no, somebody was saying, let's zero in on the details, like the Rambo. So now we enter a different world. And I'm, those of you who are listening are interested in what I'm saying. You may make it your business to preoccupy yourself somewhat on Shavuos, on this Indian, or even after Shavuos. Because we're dealing with um, different Torah here from the Rishonim. Specifically in the issue... What constitutes the Targ <clears throat> So I started out by saying I'm just reading a wonderful poem, which I find very moving, by the way. 
We sat on Shavuot. Nobody else recites, but I do it. It's just written so so nicely. You know, you, you feel the, 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 I don't know what the, the right word is, the sweet passion of Pah. I sound like a, I'm doing it a little too much. <clears throat> but nevertheless, but you run into these little things like, what is going on over here? <clears throat> now, the Rambam, who's Mr. Halacha, who wasn't into uh, poetry, so, as you know, when he wrote the Sefer Mitzvahs as a protest against all this, <clears throat> so, before he gets to counting the Tariq Mitzvahs, the realm has a whole section of these Klalim or Shurashim. I mean, it's from Arabic, so sometimes they translate Klalim, sometimes they translate Shurashim. And what they are are principles of exclusion. Because otherwise, you have a million mitzvahs, not tiring mitzvahs. Look at this. Lech Is that one of the tired mitzvahs? God commanded it. You see? Elamai, you say, well, that was a one-time deal to Abraham. Okay, so now you tell me a certain class of statements by God that are not counted in the Tariq Mitzvahs. So you have to have principles of exclusion. And the first one over here, and I have the uh, Sefer Mitzvahs with the translation of Kapach. It's part of the Ramallah, which is the best one. Everybody knows he's got the best translation, at least to my knowledge. Many years ago when I was in Yeshiva, Rabbi Weinberg, Shalom used to give a, on, on Fridays a... Uh, Sefer Mitzvah this year, maybe it was Minchas Chinuch. I remember I always brought this. You know, people made fun of it until all of a sudden he was like, "Guess let me see the Kapach translation." That's how he says it. And the first thing he and the first claw is Ain Limnus Bekuma says Mitzvah Shidur You can't count Rabbanim as part of Tariq Mitzvahs. Dash Inyan Zeloi Tzachololov Kibar. The Rambam says I shouldn't even have to bother to say this. Because it says, Harikosov, Sheish Mosu Shloshi Mitzvah, Nemer Lemosh Vixinai. It says the words, Tari Mitzvah, were Besinai. And if they're Drabonin, Ech Nomer Badabashu Drabonin, Shumikal Mini Mesinai. So why am I even bringing this up? El Herunakach, I was compelled to do this. Mikimin Shekbar Tobazer, because I see people made mistakes. He means the Bahag. Listen very closely. Shektobazer, Umonu Ner Chanako. And he counts Hanukkah and Megillah as part of Mitzvah Say. The one I just read you at the very beginning, where even Gabiro, who is doing nothing but parroting what the Bahag says, that's part of what he understands to be the 613 uh, Mitzvahs, or to be more exact, the Ramach Evarab, the 248 Mitzvahs Say. Really? What is going on over here? A person has to look. The Rambam says, like, with shock. How can intelligence... And I want to remind you, the Bahag was one of the Gonim of Babel. His Rosh Hashiva, I think, in Surah. But either Surah or How can a person like this? How can you say never the should be seen? They're obviously later. How can you count hollow? Hollow was written by King David. How can you say this is written commanded by Moshe? Right? So no, let's put it this way. Are you going to so the Rambam must have heard people trying to defend this? Trying to defend the Bahag? You know. Defend the Godel. 
And they offered the, fine, the following explanation. Shenaniach, you're trying to make me assume. That God already told the future to Moshe on Harsina on Shavuos. Maybe you're kind of like that. That Hashem, you know, saw the future, told Moshe the future, and therefore counted near Hanukkah. So when it happens, then I want you to uh, start lighting uh, the Hanukkah menorah. Really? The Ramah says. Well, you nuts, <laughs> right? And any choshev shemisha yedamaseh. I can't believe any sane person would come up with a part like that. Achnirali, in my opinion, the Rambam says, is all in the first klal. Shema shehita bechshil mekachu. What made the Bahad get it wrong? What misled them was because we say Hashem kishanu You know, it says Hashem kishanu mitzvah to translate those words. Blessed art thou, the Lord God of the universe, who commanded us to light the Hanukkah candles. When did God command us to light the Hanukkah candles? I repeat, when did God command us to light the Hanukkah candles? That's the rabbis came up with that after the, the story of the Maccabees. When did God command us to read the Megillah? That, that came up after the time of Queen Esther. Nevertheless, we use the word Hashem commanded us. And the Gemara says, Hechen Tzivan Ulo Sosor, you know, from the midst of Sosor. But then the Ramah says like this, if you're going by Lo Sasur, they can't all drop on it, there's a million of them. You see? You know, if you want to start going like that, you understand? Then it's in there. How come you only have a few? Like Maya Brachas or Ner Hanukkah or stuff like that. Okay? So, uh, anyway, you know, uh, and there's more to it. I just don't want to read you the whole one piece. If you're into this, what I said, so the Locus Classicus is that the Rambam and the Sefer Mitzvah at the very beginning with the first cloud. But I am not finished because Ibn Gavir was a fantastic poet and his work was held in very high regard. And in the 13th, actually the 14th century, right, maybe even the early 15th century, <clears throat> uh, what's his name got a hold of it? Uh, uh, Tashmitz. I did him a couple of while, while ago. Shimbit Semach Duran, one of the last Rishonim in Spain. He's the guy who's the bar with the Rivash from the time of 1391. Right? The Tashbet, Shalos and Shuvas, Hatashbets. One of the great Gedolim was Sfardish Gedolim. Really one of the biggies. And he obviously, is, by the way, he's from the Balearic Islands, from Mallorca, which is kind of interesting. He's not exactly Sfardi, but it was kind of part of Spain. It was a sub-branch of Sfardi, let's call it that way. I mean, Sephardi, real the Spanish Jews. Of course, in his time, there was no Sephardi. There was Castile and Aragon, but I'm not getting to that. Excuse me, okay? And he thought highly enough of this poem and of Ibn Gabiro and of the Bahag that he wrote a sefer called Zoharakia. Okay? Which, um, let's put it this way. Uh, and he, if I remember correctly, he was a great, great grandson of the Ramban or something like that. And he was a Godel for Yisrael, Shenkamo. 
And he loves to get into these kind of issues and try to provide, if possible, <clears throat> a defense of the Bahag or a Vibin Gabriel and the others. So I just, for fun, pulled it out. And I said, what do we do with the Mayor Brachas? When he says, Right? If you don't have this with Nakudos, you are lost because the language is so flowery and so elusive, you are not going to, you, 99% of the listeners, not going to be able to hop the correct Nakudos for somebody like Gibbon Gabriel. The guy was amazing, just take my word for it. He can play with the language in such wonderful ways like you're playing a, a violin. And I'm going to read you just a short point because it's very nogea to Shavuos, not only in the fact that this is a famous tefillah or part, used to be part of the tefillahs or part of the liturgy, I might say. Some people even had it for the Tikkun Leil Shavuos and all this. This is all gone. But in the issue I'm bringing up over here that the Rambam is, is challenging, he's raising an excellent question, which is, what the heck happened to Harsinai on Shavuos? Tell me exactly what happened. By the way, there's no clear answer to that. So, yeah, the Ten Commandments are definitely pronounced, but are we also saying that the rest of the Tagmitzes were told at that time? Are we saying that the, the Ner Hanukkah was told at that time? Before you uh, smile or anything, listen to this from the Tashmits, from the Sefer Zohar Kia, which is around, I mean, I don't know if it's republished. I bought this, I don't know when, years ago. It's a nice edition. It's a nice edition. Uh, probably got it, I don't know when. 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Listen to what he says. Because it's a running commentary and a thick commentary in the bottom of the poem. So in this safer, there's like one line from the poem upstairs and then a long business downstairs. The long business downstairs is the Tashmits. And he says, Here he's following the Bahag, the Gaonzal. Okay? Uh, because he includes a number of mitzvahs which are clearly drabonin. But Harambam Zal, the Rambam attacked him, meaning brought strong arguments against him, like we just saw. You know, the Rambam thought that's crazy to, to, to say Halel is a derisive. Halel is obviously post Moses from King David. Things like that. Hanukkah, Megillah. And the biggest argument against him is because the Gemara says Beferish, as we all know in Makos, at the very end, Tarig Mitzvah's number of the Right? So that's the argument of the Rambab. Rambanzal, and he quotes the Ramban, which I don't have in front of me, but this is obviously Dramban in his, uh, you know, his, his, Dramban's critical notes to the Sefer Mitzvahs. You can get them, I have it somewhere with the uh, Chevelle. Uh, they haven't been done in no great way. But anyway, what does Ramban say? Listen to this very closely. And by the way, I just want you to know, the Ramban in general was a big conservative. And therefore, very often he's defending the freer dick against the tinas of the current ones. And here's a perfect example it's not only here that the Rambam, excuse me, the Ramban, defends the Bahag against the Rambam. He also defends the Bahag uh, and the Milcham Hashem against the, the Balamor and the Rif. So that's who he was. If I'm being confusing over here, that's a good sign. 
if you really want to get an example of who's who and what's what, get that old volume from my youth, from Chevelle, that one small, small volume, uh, he did a bio, not a great bio, but uh, Rabbi Chevelle in English, on Bond, something like the man in his time, whatever. And I remember his old chapter, and I was a little kid at the time, of course, and, you know, he says, he, you know, like I said before, first comes the Bahag, then the Rambam, then the Rambam is going against the Bahag, and then this guy's going against the Rambam, and so on and so forth. So anyway, Rambam, Tiritz, Bezer, Shekiv and Shebesina and its tablo, Shekabalim, Mrs. Chachamim, right? Since there is a din of low saucer, that one of the things in Harsina is you should listen to Chachamim. I'm not finished, but don't jump to conclusions. Listen to this. All right, she keep me shabbosina and establish a covenant with chachamim. Since when Harsinai, they were told listen to chachamim. Absher hulomar, absher hulomar. It's possible to make the following historical claim: she kulam nemlo Moshe b'sinai, that they actually were told to Moses Mount Sinai. In other words, hold your hat and get used to the idea that maybe near Hanukkah and this other stuff was actually told to Moshe on Harsinai. Perkshuas is a young, and there's a Gemara which says, "B'shuas Ishbia Moshe Yisrael." When the Gemara is discussing the Shvua that Moshe made everybody swear, ain't you know to keep the mitzvahs? Ain't liyel mitzvahs shenis tava b'sinai? Mitzvahs hasidus l'schadesh k'mamikur megillah menayin. Which usually we learn like this: How do you know Moshe was committing them not only except the six hundred thirteen mitzvahs Sinai, but also featured rabbanos? No, Dr. Ramban. Klomer Minayin Shagam Alehem Hishbi and Moshe. Talmud Lomer Kimba Kibla Alehem Kimba Masha Kibla Alehem Akbar. Harizad Dab Mafarish Ki Al Kolmitz is Rabbanan Hishbi and Moshe Sisrael. So you see that Moshe was sort of saying, any mitzvahs that'll be over there, I'm, I'm keeping to you now, even though they were there. So, um, uh, what do you call What do you do with the fact that, um, What's the right word? There are all these other drabonas that he doesn't count. So, oh boy, he's got too much on this. You'll take a look at yourself. You'll take a look at yourself, right? Oh, my new parshish tui. I'm part of Mishmar Sekuhuna. Matnas Kuhuna. Bishlo Nemer LaAaron. There's all kind of things in there that weren't said exactly to Moshe, but nevertheless we count them up to six and thirteen misses. So, um, uh. And, and here's the thing. Uh, here it is. Begama Nima Tsasi says, See you, Lagonzal. Sha'amru, Alayim Kachal, Dwar Melama, Shehera, Kaddish Baruch, Lamosha, Dikduki, Tarva, Dikduki, Sofram, Umasha, Salis, Kaddish. Okay? So let's put it this way. The Ramban is a mystic, which is a fact. And he's saying, Then, Enachanami, what the Ramban considers ridiculous, he says, It's not ridiculous. Dor Dervadoshog. When Shavuos, Hashem showed Moshe the future. And he didn't tell everybody all the things in the future. He only said in a very general way. But don't think that there was a thing called uh, Hanukkah. A couple of rabbis got together after Judah Maccabee victory and said, you know what the heck, let's make a mitzvah called Hanukkah and light the menorah or something like that. Uh, it wasn't simply, it was foretold, it was foreshadowed, it was predestined. You see? That there would be a girl named Esther, and by the time it's over, there would be Mikra Megillah. And Moshe saw this. He didn't tell the Jews this. 
but it's still called Misinai. See, you, you see what I'm saying? According to this Ramban, you're basically breaking up what happened on Shavuos into two parts. <coughs> Moshe says like this, God told me a lot. I'm going to communicate with you guys now 90%. The other 10% we're just going to talk about in a general way. And then he proceeds to tell him what you and I call the regular mitzvahs. And then he says another 10% that I'm not going to tell you right now, because it's not meant to be. Meaning, it's not that you should know about it. But I'm committing to you the other 10% in a general way. The Yomakab, whatever the Chacham will say. And I'm just telling you now, there will be future things that the Chacham will say. And uh, commit yourself to it now. And they did. So from that perspective, you can say that Mea Brachas was Misenai. Or Mikra Megillah was Misenai. Not simply this low sorcerer. It's that Moshe was saying, listen, I see certain things. I might see them in the future. It's going to happen. I'm just not in a position to say them to you right now. Hashem doesn't want you to know it now. But I want you to say that when he's good and ready, he will bring about historical events and he will, God will inspire the Chacham at that time to make this and this kind of a, a drabonin. And so, to use modern language, they're going to be operating with a certain Ruach HaKodesh. Ruach HaKodesh means there'll be divine inspiration. Divine inspiration means Hashem is giving the command when you go back to the original source of it. And that's going to be part of the Tired Misses. That's the way the Ramban wants to argue back over here and say, let's put it this way, in the Tashmit says that that's what the Ramban means. And the Tashmit says that's what Ibn Gabriel means, meaning that's what the Bahag means. So I just wanted that little excursus to show you that from one little, um, and that's not the end of the story. I'm just reading what one Rishon says. It's a very interesting Rishon, uh, and there's much more literature on it after that. But uh, it's a whole world. Uh, now, I don't know if, basically there are two ways to do this, because she was around the corner. One way, which is, I think, the right way, which is to heck with everything I just said, just read the poem, uh, if you can find a good translation. I'm not, uh, the best one I see over here, it's got an English translation, has very good notes at the bottom, is from the deal, from the Sephardim, from the Syrians. All right? It's called Hotzot Mauritius HaSafaradim, Sephardic Heritage Foundation, 1994. So, now that I told you that, but it's according to Minig Aleppo, so that's the deal, you know. And uh, everybody's got some friends that they can get this if they want, if you care about it then you'll get it, because as far as I can tell, this is the best edition of the Azharot, and it's got the English translation too on the bottom, right? It's as excellent Hebrew notes as excellent English notes. It really does. To do it without that, most of you are not going to be able to do, because the language is very flowery. It's not bad. His Hebrew is very chaste. His Hebrew is wonderful, but I don't think the modern reader is so used to this very fine, polished Hebrew of the of the very highest of the golden age of Spain, because that's what you got over here. You have among the very highest of the Spanish poetry. It's very, very good. Yes, it's it's uh, sharply etched. It's very chaste. It's it's very good. Uh, so over the next today's Monday, if you care to do what I'm talking about, you can go online probably and find out where do you get this Machzor Shalom Yerushalayim Chelak Hamishi Seder Tfilas Chol Gashuos Kaminek Bnei Yarm Tzova and whatever you can get it. Um, there are other ways of getting the old, um, when I was a kid, the old, uh, Yiddish ones. What's it called? The, uh, not Mechaz Yehuda, but, uh, Mice Alphas. Right. Uh, they used to have it in there. 
and the big ones for for Shavuos. But anybody can get it in whatever way they want. Obviously, it goes without saying. The point is to um, do it in such a way that to, to do it in such a way that you'll get something out of it. So um, anyway, that's something I just wanted to share, which I think is a very nice piece for the davening or for the uh, contemplation on Shavuos. And once again, as always, I thank Mishpach Savansky. With that, I wish everybody a good week.